Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the man, myth, the legend, somebody I have known for decades. Yes, I do have friends that I've known for more than a decade. Mr. Dan Bird. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well, man. It is it is Sunday, so it is time to check in on the market. I don't know if you realize this, but your series of videos is quickly becoming must-watch for folks on this channel. So thank you very much for uh, really? being a part. Yeah, I'm getting it's very quickly rising in the uh, must-watch category. So very cool. I was not aware of that, but that's good to know. I, I do get some uh, notes from listeners every so often. That's awesome. And sometimes really good stuff, actually. Uh, one guy sent me an, another video, a YouTube video nice. of a guy that was analyzing the market and it was actually pretty good. Awesome. Yeah. We do have a lot of folks on one rental at a time that are, you know, just looking to, to make better financial moves. So uh, you coming on the channel originally helping me become non-emotional, understand my risk position, all of that. And now we're branching into looking at the charts has just been awesome. So let's look at last week. Last week was pretty interesting. I think. Yes, it was. We had a nice rally. We did. And we talked about that last week being, I think last week we talked on Saturday and you're like, Michael, I think the market wants to go higher. And people watched that video. I was kind of like, Ooh, I don't know, but look at that. The market wanted to go higher. Well, what I said was, I think the market wants to go higher. And what we want to see is it make a higher high. Mm -hmm. And then the healthy thing for it to do, which I think it may do next week is for it to reverse and make a higher low. Okay. Right. So, so let's see how that looks on yeah. the screen. Um, let me share my screen. <clears throat> Here's my newsletter. Mm -hmm. if anybody's interested. Yep. Breakpointtrading at gmail.com. If you're listening on the podcast, uh, you, you've got to get this. If you've been following one rental at a time for a couple of months, and you're not getting this, at least for the cartoons, you are truly missing out. Yeah. I just sent it out. So you might not have read it yet. But... No, I, not yet. Yesterday, we went to uh, up to Sarasota, went to something called the Van Immersive Van Gogh. Oh, wow. It was amazing. That's the one where you walk in and it's all kind of around you. Yeah. You stand in a room and all yeah. of Van Gogh's paintings not only cover the, all the walls and they keep changing too. Right, right, right. But there's different, different styles of painting, but it's also the floor as well. Yeah. So like when it's showing his style where he was painting a lot of flowers, for instance. Uh-huh. It's almost like you can actually watch it being painted. Wow. And then the petals start to fall off and they like fly across the walls and then they go across the floor underneath you. Wow, that's it's cool. Just, it's just incredible. It really is immersive. It's pretty cool. I like it. Folks, if you get a chance to go see it, go see it. So I didn't get that. That's uh, that's all over the nation. When we went to Nashville, we saw it there, but they were already sold out. So we went to the one here in Sarasota, Very which cool. was just, just ended, but they're all over the country. So you can look it up and figure out if one's near you. Mm -hmm. But that's why I didn't get this out yesterday. So I just just got this newsletter out earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. I love this this one up in the upper left. Yeah, me too. Yeah, July meeting, 75, 50, 25. Yeah, 100, <clears throat> yeah. And we're looking at him like, what are you looking at? Yeah, what are you thinking? 
Yeah. <laughs> I still think it'll be 75. But. Yeah, it's a lock. 75 is a lock, my right. opinion. And then the other thing is in vector vests, and actually this is fact set. Okay. That produces these numbers, but VectorVest shows it every week as well. And 21% of the S&P companies have reported, 68% mm -hmm. beating their earnings, 65% beating their revenues. Mm -hmm. Okay. This week is a really big week, though. Yeah, we have 175 of the Fortune 5, or I'm sorry, S&P 500 reporting this week, 175. Yeah. And a lot of the big ones, too. Like yeah, Microsoft, Apple. Apple, Apple Google, Amazon, Microsoft, that. Google. Yeah, some very consumer-oriented ones. We got uh, Visa, MasterCard. Yeah, we've, we've got some big reports this week. Right. So here's let's look, take a look at the market, what we've done in the last week. Um, a week ago, so this is my um, sustainability yes. ratios that I watch very carefully. And um, I've explained this before, but just very briefly, this is the S&P right here in the center. These below are the relationships between discretionary and staples, between um, NASDAQ or technology and the S&P, between growth and value. Yeah, and they're, they're clearly, it's, it's very visible now. And again, folks, you can go back. They're accelerating, yeah. yeah. You can go back to Dan's playlist and go watch him introduce this the last couple of three weeks. And you could definitely see how the chart is accelerating, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I introduced it way back here Yep. When, we hit, when we hit this bottom back here. But in December, while the market was hitting new highs, this these relationships were hitting new lows. Mm -hmm. They were heading down. So that was the that was the warning signal way back in December yeah. that the market was getting ready to roll over and start heading down. So if you listen to what happens on, internally inside of the market, these are big institutions mm -hmm. that are rotating their portfolios yeah. from you know growth over the last two years or so, rotating it into value or defensive sectors. Mm -hmm. So ever since the middle of June, this is all reversed. The market went down in June and hit a new low. Mm -hmm. However, these relationships started going up yeah. instead of continuing down like they had been. Mm -hmm. So that indicates that rotation is going on. Big institutions are going back into growth. Okay. And then you can see what's happened here in the last couple of weeks. It's actually accelerated more to the upside. <clears throat> now, one thing you'll notice, and I'll talk about this, is this little piece right here that curled over on Friday. Mm -hmm. You can see it on all of those. Oh, yeah. Look at you that. Know, Friday, we had a sell-off. We did. Last week was a great rally until Friday. Mm -hmm. Friday, we gave back quite a bit. Um, but you can see the circle here. I drew the circle two weeks ago when the market was way down here. I said, this is what we have to do. We have to take out this downtrend line. You said that, yes. And we have to take out this 50-day moving average. Okay. And we did both of those on Thursday. Okay. Now, on Friday, we went back and ended just above the 50-day moving average. Okay. But it looks like it wants to head lower now. And the healthy thing for the market to do would be to make a higher low. We've now, we've now done our higher high. Hmm. In order to confirm that we are in a new uptrend, we need a higher low. So that would be what, 3,800, 3,850? 30, 30, there's a gap, there's a little gap right in here. That's okay. where I, this, this oh, I uh, see it now. colored area. And markets like to fill gaps. Okay. But usually it likes to come down and fill that gap. So that's between 3,790 and 3,820. 
Okay. So right, right, right where I drew that circle in. So we'll watch that and see if it hits the circle. So I just want to make sure I'm, I understand it right. Cause I'm learning like lots of the followers here. So basically you're saying it would be healthy for the market to kind of set this new higher low. And you're calling, you're calling the low of that at 3890 or 3790, right around 3,800. Okay. So 3,800. Right, it's somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. And then if it doesn't, if it, goes lower than that, then we don't have a confirmed uptrend. That's correct. Okay. It goes lower than this, especially if it takes out this previous low here. Yeah. And keeps going lower. Yeah. If it takes out this bottom that printed back in June, then we're in big trouble. Okay. And that was what, 36? 36, 36. Okay, 36. 30. Yeah, okay. And, and next week is set up where that's not unrealistic, right? If yeah. earnings- that's Right, there's a lot of things, a lot of catalysts next week. There's yeah. a lot of those big earnings that we talked about. Yeah. So we'll do that in video too. We'll talk about next week in video too. Yeah. I, okay. I want to ask you about the earnings and all the economic right. reports, but what yeah. else happened last week that was interesting for you when you look back at it? So here's my head and shoulders. One that I've showed many times. Mm -hmm. I showed this way back here when this right shoulder printed and I said, our target's going to be here in this circle. Mm -hmm. And I've had this like this for months. Yes. You can go back to probably February. Well, this right here was in, March, April timeframe. Yeah. And you can go back to the old playlist and see this. And I mm -hmm. said, the target we're heading for is the circle right here. And I, I haven't changed that. No, you the haven't. Cir that circle's been there ever since way back here. Yeah. You, you called 3850 months ago. And right. It, it held, yeah. Yeah. And 3850 is the 20% uh, level that, mm -hmm. that identifies a bear market. Yep. But I really identify this level this area here between 3700 and 3850 yeah it's where the circle is drawn correct and that's basically where it went to nice yeah that was really good yep. so we're working our way out of this i also said last week that we're this is a bullish wedge right mm -hmm. here you did i'm gonna talk about another wedge that i just noticed but this bullish wedge wedges like this usually break to the upside mm -hmm. you said that last so week yep you can see that it, it's pretty much stayed consistent with this downtrend up until last week. Mm -hmm. And last week we broke out of it to the upside. Yeah, okay. But again, the healthy thing is for the market to continue to come back down. Now the 38% level is at coincidentally 3813. Mm. And in this last chart right here, this um, gap, that. Yeah. that gap um, support right there mm -hmm. is between 3790 and 3820. Look at that. All right, so that's right where this Fibonacci level is, 38.13. Okay. Man. So if we do start heading back down, that's the level to watch. We want to stay, we want to bounce somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. If we do, it's going to be healthy. It's going to, it means that the market still is trending up. Okay. Very All right. Good. Yep. And this is the one that shows the 10-year treasury, which was yeah. really interesting last Dude, week. Dude, the 10-year treasury crashed to 274. <clears throat> what the hell? 274. If it goes below 27, yeah. then and we and we get this um this higher low next yeah. week. Yeah. And we get all the catalysts out of the way yeah. next week. Yeah. The week after that, if the 10-year treasury stays down there, if it goes yeah. below 27, yeah, then watch out. I think you want to be long if that happens. But yeah, so this is crazy. The uh, the 10-year treasury would be at, you know, let's say call it 27 in your world. And the um, Fed funds is going to be at two and a quarter. Yeah. Talk about a yield curve inversion. I mean, sheesh. Well, compare it with the inflation with CPI. Yeah. 9. At 9.1. I put those lines in right here. Here's 9.1 and here's 8.6. Yeah. 
right? Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. 8.6. When we hit the 8.6 number, the market sold off big time. Yeah. That's when we went down to the low. The 10 year went up. Yeah. But ever since then, ever since middle of June, lower highs. 10 year has just been hitting lower highs. Yeah. Look at that. And then we got the 9.1, which was it went lower. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's low and it continued lower. Yeah. The, uh, the bond market is 40 times bigger than the stock market. The bond market is clearly telling us that we have a recession in the future. That's clearly well, what, what it's telling me is that it doesn't care about inflation anymore. That's wild. It cares more about recession than it does inflation. Yeah, that's okay. That's better. Yeah. It cares more about a recession than inflation. Yes. Right. Agreed. Because who in their right mind and bond traders are pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Who in their right mind would want to buy bonds at a yield of 2.8 when the inflation is at 9.1? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, you're you're immediately underwater. Yeah. By by almost six percent. So what so what do you let me ask you this? Do you, what do you think the chances? Let's just assume because we're both calling for 75, that comes Wednesday, uh, which will bring the Fed funds to two and a quarter. Um do you think the 10 year could be under two seven by Friday of next week? Um, well, I mean, you don't really, I mean, you're saying that like, if it happens, this, the market will shoot up. I get it. But do you really think the 10 year could be 50 basis points above the, I wouldn't, funds? I wouldn't put that time frame on it. Okay. All right. I wouldn't necessarily say next week. Okay. Because when the fed raised last time, the 10 year went up. Yeah. And that might ha- happen again. Yeah. I'm just saying that at some point, if it gets below 2.7. Okay. So you're saying sometime between Wednesday and their next meet. Sure. So you longer purview. You got like six weeks. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the month of August. I gotcha. Okay. And we'll talk about this in the next one. Okay. I've got some interesting things to show in that as well. When we talk awesome. about what's coming. Awesome. But I just want to talk about what, what, what's just happened. Yeah, that's this video. What just happened? All right, and and you can see here we broke out of this trend, this trend line here in the S and P as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly. broke above that, and that's starting to come back down. And I think next week we may actually see a retracement. Mm. Okay. And um, here's the one that I wanted to show. This is the one that one of uh, one of your subscribers sent oh, me. Nice. He sent me a um, actually a YouTube video. This was just one part of the YouTube video. And the one that the guy in that video showed looked a little different than this one because he had a much longer time frame. Mm. And he was saying, look, this is this is the growth versus value, mm-hmm. right? So like just like I showed you in the sustainability chart, this is kind of a zoom in on the, just the growth versus value part of it. Yep. And you can see ever since the end of May, this has been trending upwards. Yep. So great growth has been outperforming value since the end of May. The market right here hit the bottom June 16th, okay. which is still holding. Yep. But growth continued to outperform value all the way through this period. Now, right in here, when the market was continuing down uh-huh. in the beginning of June till, the, till June 16th, growth was outperforming value during that period. Okay. So that's called a divergence. I always look for divergences because they give you advance warning on what's going on. Okay. So this is a bullish divergence because the underlying information is going up while the market itself is going down. Makes sense. So it's diverging messages. And since this is a growth versus value, it, it implies that 
institutions are rotating into growth and the market may start going up, which is exactly what it did starting here at this bottom. Okay. <clears throat> now growth versus value continue to outperform all the way through here. And the market has continued to go up. And I put in that, that little gap support line again, right down here. Mm -hmm. So that's 3790 to 3820. Okay. And here's the rate of change. This is the rate of change of growth versus value. Mm. So what's, what's the acceleration? How quickly is this changing? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you can see that it's, it's continuing getting higher lows. <clears throat> as it goes up, but it's sort of leveled off at the top. So it keeps bumping into this top and go back and going back down. So here we are right now. This is Friday. Here we are going into next week. We are very close to this uptrending line down here. Mm -hmm. So if the market starts to sell off and this rate of change breaks through mm -hmm. and this growth versus value starts coming down, then that's something that's changed since middle of June. Got it. All right. Okay. So we'll have to see how far it goes. This rate of change may actually accelerate mm. because we have a lot of catalysts next week. Yeah, next week's right? busy. Yeah. So the rate of change may accelerate. It may break through this wedge. This is a bearish wedge mm -hmm. as opposed to this bullish wedge. Got it. So you see how this bullet, this, this wedge is pointing down? getting closer and closer, but narrowing at the bottom. That's a bullish wedge. Those usually break to the upside, just like it did. This is the opposite. This is a bearish wedge where it's narrowing more and more at the top as it rises. Got it. And that normally breaks to out of the bottom side. <clears throat> All right, so if that happens, then what we have to watch is this gap, gap support down here that I pointed out before, the 3820 area, 3800 to 3820. Nice. That's what we have to hold. <clears throat> so it won't be, it won't be too bad if the market sells off next week. Mm -hmm. It might actually be a healthy thing for it to do that. Okay. But we need to hold this. Very cool. Well, let's. Uh, we're we're talking a lot about next week. Let's. Uh, or you got one more to show? Uh, yeah. Let me show the um, commodities because this is going to play. This is one factor that will play into that and the ten-year Treasury. We talked about that already. Yep. So Nat but gas we'll is up. Look at that. Yeah, that this will play into what the Fed does, mm -hmm. whether they do 75 or 100. And one of the reasons I think they stick with 75. So these are these are the commodities. Natural. These are ranked by relative strength. So the the, the ones with the best relative strength are in the upper left, right. and the worst relative strength are in the lower right. And you can see natural gas was the winner. Yep. Last week. It kind of makes sense because <clears throat> natural gas is kind of replacing other energy sources mm -hmm. across the world, actually. But Brent was the second best performer, but it went up a little bit, but rolled over on Friday, mm. started back down. Look at coffee. Yeah. Coffee was headed back up. It hit its 20-day moving average. So did, so did oil, hit its 20-day and got rejected. This fell off a cliff. Here's cocoa mm -hmm. continuing down. Look at sugar. Sugar actually the week before was one of the strongest. It was up in the upper left. Yeah. It broke through its 20 day and its 50 day, but it basically has fallen off a cliff in the last week. Look at that. Yeah. It's making a new low now. Yeah. Gold has not been able to regain its 20 day. <clears throat> Lumber had a little rally, but it, it fell back off. So it's heading lower now. Mm -hmm. Cotton is heading lower. Rejected its 20 day. 
Um, WTIC, this is uh, West Texas crude, mm -hmm. got rejected as 20. <clears throat> By the way, do you know what the difference is between Brent and West Texas? No idea. Some kind of refining number. Why they have both of those? No idea. Brent, Brent is usually from countries that uh, ship via tankers. Okay. So the way that they export or the way they get the oil around the world is, is on tanker ships. Yeah. Whereas West Texas is landlocked. Oh, got it. Okay. This is this is oil that's took, taken out of the ground in Texas and Oklahoma and places like that. Got it. So primarily it's used in the U.S. and, and it goes to the uh, local refiners. Oh, there you go. No All idea. right. So West Texas rejected it as 20. Here's copper continuing falling. Here's gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline didn't even make it to its 20. Continuing it ahead lower. And all the, all the rest of these, except for heating oil down here, the last three are all food related. Yeah. Right? Soybeans continuing down. Wheat making a new low. Mm -hmm. Actually making a new long-term low. Wow. It's almost at a six-month low now. Mm -hmm. Corn, same thing. Corn is actually... Yeah. is making a new low. Yeah. So all the food commodities are continuing to head lower. Okay. So again, I think the Fed is going to now th this this is these are futures. Yeah, future. Right? Yeah, future. So this could be 3 to 6 months in the Cor future. Correct. And it actually gets reflected in the actual costs of goods. Correct. Right? But mm -hmm. it is something that's that the Fed will look at as far as what's happening in the future. Yeah. So they're it's not, encouraging. Uh, they're not going to they're, they're not going to do a rate hike based on what's happened in the last 30 days. No. They're going to look at everything. They're going to look at trends. They're going to look at th things that are coming and what's going on. 10-year treasury continuing down, commodities continuing down. They're going to take all that into account. And that's why I think they'll do 75 and not 100. Yeah, I agree. And then these are the sectors on Friday. <clears throat> okay. Now, I put this in the newsletter. I did I did Friday. A lot of times I do the one week because it's week to week. Mm. So if I look at the one week sectors, you can see a lot of the aggressive ones outperform for the week, especially consumer discretionary. Yeah. Do, by the way, do you know what the number one stock is that makes up consumer discretionary, this sector? Number one and number two, but you know what number one is? Mm, Apple. Tesla. Ah, uh, it was my second guess. Damn it. Tesla is number one. Amazon's number two. Hmm. They make up 40% of the consumer discretionary. Tesla, consumer discretionary, 40%. Wow. Tesla and Amazon together. Oh, together. Okay. Make, make up 40%. Oh, Amazon reports next week. Amazon reports next week. So this is what it looked like for the week. There are actually some aggressive sectors mm -hmm. up near the top. And you can see here's the S&P. So everything above this outperformed the S&P and everything below it underperformed. Got it. But if you look at just Friday, look at that. Ooh, wow. Now here's the S&P down here. Everything above it were outperformers. Yeah. And the top three, utilities, real estate, consumer staples, all defensive. Def dividend stocks, yep. Right, dividend. all defensive sectors. Yeah. And the only two that underperformed were technology and communication. Yeah, Snap, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Snap is in the communication sector. Interesting. And Twitter as well. But yeah. they all took the, the technology sector down as yeah, well. Yeah, well, Meta and Google and all that stuff went down. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So while the week looked really good, Friday was a big turnaround. Yeah. 
we will see if there's carryover. So, and then we'll so, see if that carries over into next week. Yep. So show your uh, newsletter one more time and then we will get on to next week because I've already told my channel that next week could be the biggest week of the summer and maybe even of the year. Breakpointtrading at gmail.com. Get the newsletter, send him a note. If you don't like it, send him another note. He'll take you off. It is free. No, nobody's asked to be taken off yet. Ah, there so we that, go. That tells me either they like it or they're not reading it. Well, they got to like the cartoons. The cartoons. Are yeah, right. they have to like those. There you go. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate you.